Welcome to episode 22 of the Find Your Voice podcast. My name is Freya Casey. I'm a professional singer and vocal coach, and I'm also passionate about all things that have to do with mindset, because your mind is extremely important, and it's actually what really determines what you're going to do, what you're going to attempt, and all the things, all the outcomes that you're going to see happen during your lifetime. Today's episode, I named Let It Be. Being a singer and musician, I always think about song titles and the lyrics of any song. Now, the Beatles, when they created Let It Be, I think they had something more in mind. Of course, it could just be a simple thing to say, well, just let it be, don't worry. But I, for me, it holds true. It does have a deeper meaning. Think about it. It's something we easily say, just like it is what it is. It's easy to be said, but then actually following through and actually letting go mentally of something and being okay with the way something is. Uh, Not as easy as saying these things. Now, as you may know, I actually love the Stoics. Stoicism does not mean that you just are disconnected from any opinion that you are not going to pursue anything. You're just basically going to sit there and let anything happen that whatever happens to you. Not entirely true. Now, those things that we cannot control, that we don't have the power over, that we cannot change with our own doing and thinking and reacting or being proactive, those things, if you cannot change it, it will behoove you to actually go ahead and be okay with whatever is because, well, the truth is, if you're going to try to resist it because you can't change it, for example, I can say, well, I really hate that in the, in Germany, the winters are kind of cold. I Well, worrying about it and being unhappy about it isn't going to do anything because it's not going to change. The climate here is probably not going to change, at least not uh, because of anything I do. So <laughs> in that case... I better just accept it and see the positive side of things. Now, on the other hand, when there are things that we do have the power over changing, which there's a lot we can actually change. I cannot control the actions of someone else, but I can decide what I'm going to do, what I'm going to say, and what I'm going to act on. Sometimes it's easier than others, We sometimes say things and regret it later. Again, regret is a whole other topic that I may talk about at some other time. Um, I don't really think of in the terms of regret anymore. There are learnings. There are lessons to be learned in life. And that's a great thing. I always look forward, not back. So those things that we can actually change by taking specific actions or working on ourselves on our mindset Those are things that we don't have to just let it be. We don't have to say, well, it is what it is. There's there's nothing that gets, like, really, it, it gets me, I just don't understand people saying, well, this is just the way I am and I can't change because it's absolutely not true. You can change your perspective if you want to. And you can change the way of thinking and you can change what you do if you want to. Now, if you don't want to, then you, of course, 
aren't going to change it, but you have the capacity, you have the skill to actually change perspectives and actions. So having this viewpoint of like, well, it is what it is because there's nothing I can do about it because this is just the way I am. You're going to have to accept it. Easy way out. It's just a cop out and it's not true. I constantly work on myself because I know I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to develop. I feel it is an innate quality that we humans have that we continuously want to create and we continuously want to grow. We crave for an aspect of change while also needing the familiar. We need both. But, and some people need the familiar more, more than others. And see, some people need the adventurous and unknown and just, you know, just the different things more than others. So that's why everyone's different. And that's great. So let me just tell you a little story about why am I saying, why am I naming this episode, let it be and it is what it is. So recently something happened that was not desirable. It's not anything that I would have loved to happen. Like, or like, ooh, I would, this would be okay if this happened. So um, a few weeks ago, and it's been a while since the last episode, there's a lot of catching up to do. This might be a long episode, but stick around. I'm just going to tell you things that have happened. And I learned a lot of things through those things. So um, in the last month, or in the last couple of months, I've had to deal with a few cases of deaths um, among like friends and people I know. I can't say they were like really like it's really more friends of friends. So one case was um, a friend of mine. His father passed away, and the story is quite interesting because his father in his eighties. So you know had a good life, did a lot of things. Uh, he decided that he didn't want to live. He didn't want to continue living anymore because he felt a decline physically. He decided, okay, this is it. I'm not going to be the person who's just going to slowly like just diminish and just be a shadow myself and have people having to take care of me. He did not want that to happen. So he made a conscious decision and announced to everyone, okay, I want to not continue living. This is it. I'm going to die. I know that in some cultures, it is that way that people, you know, whenever they feel it is approaching, they are approaching the end of life, they make a decision, they separate themselves, and they actually get in this position of like, this is here is the place where I'm going to die. And I'm going to in a very conscious way, I'm going to wait until that happens. And I'm not going to be a burden to anyone. And that's just kind of what he decided. So before he passed away, however, my friend called me and asked me if I would like, or if I would do them the favor to sing for the memorial service. Uh, I said, yes, um, it's kind of a weird feeling, right? When someone asks you to sing for a funeral of someone who has not even passed away yet. But Everyone knew it was coming, and so I did sing for that funeral service. Everyone loved it, and I feel like I, I love... I, I, I In the past, it was really hard for me to sing for funeral services because seeing everyone sad and depressed, I, I, just, 
it's not easy for me to see others. I'm a very empathic person. And when someone is sad, I just very much, it, it's, it's almost like it transmit, it transmits toward me. However, in this case, I like, I, I have changed my perspective because it's something extremely positive. It's something I'm actually doing for the people who are still here. It gives them comfort, it touches their emotions, and it gives them some way to connect with the person who has passed away. Because I did play some songs that he would have liked, and it, it just was a nice way to just to give something positive in that moment where people just said their last goodbyes to this person. Shortly thereafter, I had a friend of mine, another very dear friend of mine, it's actually one of my best friends and also an amazing pianist. Um, he called me and he told me that his dad had just recently passed away. It was a shock to me because I knew his dad quite well about 12 years ago or so. He helped me uh, build a kitchen into my, into the apartment where I lived here in Germany Usually there are not kitchens in apartments that you rent. Yes, it's a little crazy for some people, but that's just the way it is here. And his dad helped me. And he's from Austria. The entire family is actually from Austria. They live in Germany, but they have Austrian citizenship. And in his Austrian dialect, I remember him talking about like, no, this this is going to go here and this cabinet is going to go there. So in German, we'd be like, no, this castle, this must be in this castle, like in his, in his dialect and in his, you know, intonation. And it was, I had met his parents on many occasions and it was a shock to me, but he asked me if I could sing. He would play the piano. Uh, he's a professional pianist and he played the piano for the service and I sang and everyone loved it so much. And um, his mother, he, she was so grateful. She's like, I I think this is so amazing that you're doing this. And of course, he asked me if I wanted any money for it. And I said, no way, you're a friend of mine and I knew your parents. There's just no way I'm going to take any money for this. So another case where I was confronted with, you know, death, like another funeral, uh, then there was yet another case. There was no funeral where we attended because this person actually had an anonymous funeral. And it's my daughter's dad's dad. So the story why I'm saying my daughter's dad's dad's and not my daughter's grandfather is because she never actually really knew him. She saw him, I think, on two or three occasions, like very short amounts of time, because that family had been separated for a while. Um, so the grandfather and Romy's grandmother, you know, they separated many, many years ago. And um, he, how am I going to say that? <laughs> he he lived an alternative life. He lived on a like a camping ground in a camper. And he had really nothing to do. Like I didn't really know the person. Also, my daughter and the kids, they, you know, the, the babies had never seen him. And my daughter, the big daughter, she saw him maybe two, three times. So we didn't really have a relationship. However, it's still something like, you know, this is the grandfather you still had technically, because my dad passed away in 1998. That's all. That's a long time ago. So she never had a grandfather in her life. And the little ones now, 
course, they're never going to have a grandfather in their lives either. But that was another occasion where I had to deal, you know, because Romy's dad, he had to deal with all the aftermath because he's not responsible. He's the only son they had. And so he had to take care of the funeral, like all the financial. And um, yeah, the guy left some debt, but he also left some valuable stuff. Um, so, but having to deal with all that was quite a lot. But what I was going to tell you, because of all that, for some, for some reason, that was like a, it's all gonna, it's all, it's all comes full circle at some point. Um, I'm gonna talk about something later here. But that second funeral service of my pianist friend that I went to, I drove there and it was like an hour drive or so. And on the way there, I had made myself a sandwich to eat on the way um, as I'm driving there because I didn't really have time to have lunch. I took a bite and my crown fell out. So the front teeth, you know, we have four front teeth on the top. So not one to the very front, but one to the side of that. I don't know what you call them, but that one had a crown due to a mistake that my dentist made when I was a child. So since I was 15 years old, I've had a crown on that tooth. They could save only the root. Basically, everything that you saw from the outside was just a crown, but underneath was still a root and like some whatever was left over of the tooth. However, I took a bite of the sandwich and the crown fell out. And I could not find it anymore. It was somewhere in the car. I looked for it forever because I'm like, oh my goodness, how are they going to like, you know, glue it back on if I don't find it anymore? That's, that's not good because making a new crown is quite expensive. So the lab has to make it and they have to do all this stuff. So I just looked for it everywhere, but I couldn't find it. So the very next day I had an appointment at the dentist and for the funeral, it was really, it fell out. And so I put the microphone right very close to in front of my mouth so that no one would see that I had a gap and it's very visible, very visible. Um, went to the dentist and he told me basically, well, there's nothing we can do because um, we cannot save what's left of that tooth and a crown isn't even going to hold in place anymore because um, what's what's left of that tooth, it's basically crumbling and it's 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 done. It's like the there's no more mass so because I did an x-ray and checked everything and he said, We're, you're going to have to do something else. So what I want to do is get an, uh, an implant. Um, so, but I've been without this, you know, I've been with a tooth gap because an implant takes quite some time. I am going to have an appointment just for the it's like the first time, um, what do you call it, um, where they talk about it all and then you make a plan. That appointment is in two weeks from now. So that's not even the appointment to actually surgically remove what's left of the tooth. And so I'm without a tooth. Now, what they did, my dentist actually made something that I could wear in between. It's it's almost looks like it's a piece of a denture. It just has one tooth attached to it and then it kind of you could kind of slide it in there. However, number 1, it doesn't stay in place and I have to use this cream that you would use for dentures to get it fixed. And second of all, when it is in there, 
I cannot speak. It's like wearing huge like braces. I literally not speak. Um, hold on just a second. I'm actually going to take it out. I'm going to put it on. It doesn't even hold in place when I just slide it in like this. But just to, so you get an idea, I'm going to put it in. And I'm going to try to speak. Let's see. So this is it. And I can really not speak because it's like right behind my teeth. And my tongue is doing weird stuff. It looks, it sounds like I'm wearing braces and I have a lisp and I don't know, I just can't, I just can't get used to it. I'm going to take it out now. I think it's disgusting. So I've been so reluctant to wear it. I wore it one, yesterday on one occasion, but literally I made a video and it's, I don't know, it's ridiculous. I'm going to publish the video on YouTube this Friday, but you can... It sounds really strange because it's, it sounds like I can't speak. Um, but this is another occasion where I'm like, you know, what am I going to do? I could be upset about it, but now I have to make the best of it. You know, what is not going to help if I resist it, if I'm just like, oh, no, I can't believe this is happening. Uh, I don't like it, but I just have to improvise. For now, I'm doing a lot of audio content and I'm using from some filters. I made some photos this week and it's kind of crazy. I use this app called Beauty Plus. Apart from smoothing out your skin and putting on makeup that you're not actually wearing in reality, you can also teeth correct, like tooth correct. This is crazy. Literally, I tried it out. I smiled and it filled in the gap. But it only works on photos. It does not work on, you know, video footage that you have. So I don't know what I'm going to do. It's going to be a while until I have that implant in place. So until then, instead of resisting, maybe it's a good thing. You know, I'm just trying to see the good side of everything. Even all those funerals and all those people passing away. I'm thinking, you know, there's there are new babies born every single day. And this is just the way it is. Let it be. Don't resist it. No, don't resist it. Um, here's another update. I have so much on my list today, so it's probably going to be a longer episode. I, uh, because since, you know, since April 1st, my babysitter um, is here for more hours. So on Mondays, instead of staying until 1 p.m., she is now staying until 4 p.m., the same um, on Tuesdays. On Wednesdays, um, she's like before, from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. And on Thursdays and Fridays, we're just leaving it like she leaves at 1 p.m. I My goal is to only work Monday through Thursday and then to Friday actually take the day off. Oh, my goodness. I have actually some topics that I would love to talk about. Um, let me actually go ahead and make a note because I don't edit this. Um, I'm going to go to go ahead. It's like... Because next time I want to talk about my sabbatical that I'm planning, but that that would just be beyond the scope of this podcast episode. And because of the hours that she has now increased, I have started working out every single day. So um, I have an app. Let me see what it's called. I think it's so cool because it's a time blocking app and it's called Structured. I love it. I actually paid for it because I love the way it's laid out. I'm not someone, I don't do like a to-do list. I don't do that. Um, you know, I write down things that I like, need, like I want to take care of on, in the day, but it's not like I do a lot of to-do lists. I don't have like a schedule or something like that. However, 
in this app. It's just a time blocking app. And what I did was, you know, I put in rise. So seven o'clock is rise. Um, 8.30 to 9.30 is move. Usually my babysitter comes around eight. And then by the time, you know, we get the baby's breakfast ready um, and I get to actually come down here to my workroom or go outside for a run and start working out. Um, it's usually 8.30 at least. So 8.30 through 9.30 is my time to move my body and take a shower. So usually I work out for about 30 minutes. That's what I've been doing for the past two and a half weeks. It's feeling great. I actually ordered a kettlebell because I want to mix things up. I do want to add some weight training. I used to do just body weight training, but I feel um, especially for my goals, which I'm going to get to, I really need to up my game for the fitness thing. So I have a 10 kilogram kettlebell now and actually this morning did the first workout with it. I use some YouTube videos to do that. Really fun. And there's a, a channel called, let's see, Juice and I can't remember her name now. Uh, two, like it's a couple and they make workout videos. I really like their videos. And they have some kettlebell workouts. I did that this morning. It was so much fun. Also, it challenged me because I used a 10 kilo kettlebell. I only had to go down to my other weights that are a little lighter, uh, three kilos each, um, which made it then six kilos if I add that up uh, for one exercise only. Everything else I could do with a 10 kilo. That's great. Well, eventually I might order the 12 kilo one, except that my kettlebells are really bulky and heavy. And I, I don't know, I don't want a bunch of stuff here. But it's it just feels so good. And also, I'm still working on my diastasis recti exercises because that separation of the ab muscles after having twins, I'm, I'm telling you, I never realized how bad it was, but it's pretty bad. But I feel my abs are slowly coming back. It's not about the shape, really. It's, I'm not too worried about the way I look mo mostly. I, it's all about the way I feel. And it's been feeling squishy like I have no core and that is getting better. And of course, all the exercises I do will help that, you know, leaving out the wrong kind of exercises that are actually going to have potential to damage. Um, at the same time, a lot of those exercises that I do work my pelvic floor muscles. So awesome. I feel great. And it's been, it's been great. I've had so much more energy. I've also started taking some more herbal supplements and my goodness, so talk, so much to talk about today. But did working out daily, that was one of my goals. And I'm finally totally 100% committed to working working out at least five days a week. And then on the weekends, if my children's dad, if he comes over and he does take care of the children for a while, then I usually either go for a run or try to do a workout here. So <laughs> next topic. Um, project baby number four. I did talk about it before and I am blessed to have the three children that I do have, but there has been this nudge that I would love to try for baby number four. So uh, since in the Czech Republic, you cannot have um, IVF or embryo transfer beyond the age of 48. So that means as soon as I turn 49, I cannot do this in the Czech Republic anymore. And I'm turning 49 on May 30th. 
Um, there are other options. So basically, I told the clinic in Czech Republic that I'm going to do another transfer, and they f- they have the same donor that the sperm donor that they have um, had for my twins. So they would be half siblings, like you know, half brothers, half sisters. Uh, but my cycle <laughs> it just has not. I don't know. Like I haven't had a cycle since February. I don't know why that is. My doctor says like I'm still too much in mom mode because my babies need me so much. So my body's thinking it's just not ready. So I don't know. I'm just gonna wait. If something's gonna happen before May 30th, I may still have another transfer at that clinic. And if that is not the case, I am just maybe gonna wait wait about hmm, till September or so. I'm thinking about the fall because the babies. I still say babies, they're toddlers. The twins turn two years old in January. So, and then if I have a transfer in like September, they would be born next summer, like around June or so, which means that the twins would be almost two and a half years old. And when they're three, they go to kindergarten. So I think it it would, and also physically, it gives me more time to get my body back in shape because after this twin pregnancy, I feel like my body is still dealing with all of that, the aftermath of that. So whatever happens, happens. I'm, you know, option A, option B, like I have all these options available to me. And in other countries such as Spain, Portugal, Greece, Cyprus, Russia, Estonia, um, the Ukraine used to be an awesome, like a really great place to have, um, fertility treatments except of course now with a war you can't travel there and I'm just really sad about that because they have some really great clinics there and they have good pricings so that is something that is just you know we'll see what happens oh my goodness I don't know how long this like let me see how long has this episode been it's been almost 30 minutes I don't know maybe I'll break it up and make another episode because it's just so long Okay, I did, I do really actually need to speak about another topic because I was talking about let it be and it is what it is and that, you know, resisting. Um, I actually am in the middle of reading a book that's quite interesting. It's very, very intriguing. Now, a lot of you might think it's so woo-woo. It's extremely woo-woo. Now, hear me out. I actually recently listened to an Oprah Winfrey podcast and she talked about it. Now, why did I listen to that specific episode of Oprah's podcast? Here's why. Um, With my coach, we talk a lot about also spiritual things and a lot of mindset things. And of course, along the way, we talk frequently about law of attraction and the people who really mm, carry that message into the world to where it's a little it's a lot more mainstream than it was before is Esther and Jerry Hicks it's a couple and basically they uh, sounds a little woo woo out here but they speak or they have contact or okay how am I going to say they are spoken through Esther is spoken through and who speaks through her it's Abraham who's Abraham Now, Abraham is energy. Abraham is, in our terms, we could call it something like a spirit, but spirit isn't quite capturing it, but we don't really have a word in our three-dimensional world for that. 
Basically, everything consists of energy. Everything is energy. Even matter is energy. Thoughts are energy. They have a wavelength. And you can measure that. The brain sends out different wavelengths. And there are, we've heard of like alpha waves and theta waves and gamma waves. You can measure that. You can actually put some equipment on there. But they're only the manifestation of the fact that there is energy flowing, right? I think you follow me this far. Also, if you get into physics, you will know that frequencies are important. That everything has a frequency, right? For example, um, on my piano, when I have a specific item placed on top of my piano, when I play specific pitches, that item vibrates, but only on those pitches because I'm hitting that exact frequency of that item. And when I do, it vibrates along, but only when I'm hitting that frequency. The same thing happens when, you know, with our brain waves or our feelings or the things we experience. Everything has a wavelength and a frequency. And, you know, in, in the law of attraction, it says whatever frequencies you send out that you emit, that's also what you're going to attract because it's going to vibrate along with the frequency that you're sending out. For example, if you, um, if you feel love and you send out love, you're also going to attract the same to you. If you are someone who thinks a lot about negative things and you send that out, you talk negative, you talk maybe you know, bad about other people, that is also what you're going to attract. Basically, whatever frequency you're sending out, something's going to vibrate along. It's, it can only be the frequency that you're also vibrating at. So the goal is to always try to vibrate at a higher frequency that will attract that higher frequency to vibrate along, to come into our lives. Um, this is like we talk about manifesting something. And uh, when I listened, you know, I, I searched for like, because I was not clear about like, who's, who's, who's that Abraham guy that Esther Hicks talks to all the time? Like, it's like, it's weird to me. It's like, is he like, Who's he, who's she talking to? Is he, is he like a dead person? I came across the Oprah Winfrey podcast and she talked to Esther Hicks. And that's where she explained what Abraham is and what's happening and their journey and how they got to the place where they are now, her and her husband. And one of the things she talked about was the Seth Speaks books. And I was like, what is that? So I looked it up and I'm actually reading or I'm listening to the audiobook and it's extremely intriguing. I can only give you like this very brief overview of what it is. Um, if you think all of this, what I just talked about is way out there and there's just no way. It's like absolutely ridiculous. D don't even bother, you know. But if, you, if, if what I just said somewhat resonates with you or that is your experience, hmm. Maybe at some point you will be ready to read the Seth Speaks book, or there are several books actually, and basically it gives you answers about life, anything, really everything. <laughs> um, it's almost like a Bible, except it's not the Bible, 
but it gives you answers about all aspects of life, like all these questions we ask ourselves and no one seems to have an answer. Like, who is God? What happens when we die? Like, why? Why all of this, right? Seth, again, just like Abraham, he is an energy, not in our dimension, but connecting with someone in this dimension who is having a human experience um, and talking through them to teach them all the answers and how, how do I say this? I can't say life. I can't see like how all of being and um, consciousness works. So very, very intriguing. So, but why do I always forget authors? I am so bad about remembering authors, but let me give you the author's name. Um, Jane Roberts. I'm reading Seth Speaks by Jane Roberts. It's a 20-hour audiobook. So imagine if you bought the book, it's quite massive. But so intriguing when I listen to it, it's like time flies by. And I just love thinking about these kind of things. Just asking myself, I'm so critical. I ask myself all these questions. I'm like, am I catching something where it's like baloney? The first sign of it being baloney, I'm just going to be like, uh, 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 now, now, now they gave it away. They just invented this. Um, so, you know, I've been going back and forth on like, hmm, no, 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 it can't be. To, well, yeah, this is what I've experienced. Then I'm going back to, nah, nah, nah. That's, 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 that's crap, right? <laughs> and then I go back to, yeah, yeah, that is totally the answer. That That is, that is totally congruent to what I totally believe and feel. So, um, again, you would have to read it yourself to have any opinion about it. I cannot really summarize it. It's so complex and so out there that it, it's really hard to explain. And um, I think I'm going to end it here because this has been a long episode. Um, so probably I'll make another episode in a few days so that, or maybe tomorrow I have time, I'm not sure, so that you have all the updates this is what happens when I don't create an episode for a while. I'm just behind of everything that I want to talk about. I hope you are blessed. I hope you have big dreams and that you take actions every single day to make them true because whatever you create, that's the life you're going to live. You create it, no one else. You're not the victim of anything or of any circumstances. It's all about what is it that you want, what are the actions that you're taking, and then deciding. Have a great day. And remember that, you know, what's above my bed in my bedroom, it says a winner is a dreamer who never gives up. And I will add, and who never stops taking action. Bye for now.